Hi, everyone. I'm Jay Tobias, president of Katahdin Financial Group, and welcome to our podcast, Enjoy the View. Our goal is to blend education on financial questions that are timely and relevant to our clients with comments and conversations about topics affecting East and West Coast lifestyle. Every episode will focus on a theme that has been brought to us by you, such as what's the difference between a correction and a bear market, why do interest rates matter, how much exposure to international should I have, how much money do I need to retire comfortably, and many others. I hope you enjoy our podcast, and I hope you enjoy the view. podcast number three. Um, today we are switching gears a little bit from what we planned on talking about. We, we mentioned it earlier in a previous podcast that we were going to discuss disruptive innovation, which we will, um, and we're excited to, to do that. But with, with what we've seen going on in, in the market uh, recently and, and the request and, and emails and calls that we've gotten from clients and listeners, um, we wanted to take a step back invite you into our conference room and hear uh, our team discuss what's going on today in the market. Yeah, this market's confused. Uh, The fact that yesterday we were down uh, 780 points and finished down 70, I think, uh, sums up this entire year. We had an 800-point drop and a 700-point rally in the same day. Um, Market's confused. And the headlines are certainly not helping to soothe. Uh, You see anxiety, plummet, slammed, tumble, uh, and then today uh, the S&P closes officially in a death cross. (laughs) That's going to... That's going to... Scary stuff. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. I know. Well, that's (laughs) what it closes under the 200 moving day average. But um, those headlines are certainly creating some fear and and anxiety. They're uh, They're not really creating the volatility. Volatility is is certainly on um, the confusion, primarily on on trade and tariffs. There's there are other things we'll we'll touch on, but we figured we'd take a few minutes today, and um, and kind of get you into the conversations we're having behind the scenes. Yeah, and the the market's confused, and the market is sensitive, so we're we're in a late stage recovery in the economic cycle. Um, investors are a little more sensitive to news and headlines that are coming out than than they might be early on in the cycle. So when when we look at um, you know these fear based headlines um, and and the reaction, whether or not the you know the movement in the stock market is directly tied to these headlines, but it seems that we're getting these strong data points on the economic front, but the, but the market seems to be shrugging those off and reacting more heavily to uh, the negative news and headlines. Yeah. And, you know, as I've talked to a, a lot of our clients about it, if you just put a piece of paper in front of me and said um, 3.7% unemployment, uh, you know, 3.5% GDP growth, uh, consumer confidence this high, earnings growth, I mean, I'll, have Judy pipe in on this. She's been in this business for over 30 years. I've been around over a quarter of a century. To have back-to-back-to-back to back to back earnings growth 
of 25% typically leads to a pretty strong finish, not what we've been experiencing. So, so between that and then also another headline actually on the downside that's creating a lot of attention, the inverted yield curve. Um, and it's a thing for sure, and we've talked about it before, but it is literally headline in uh, daily uh, media and over 30 years have you have you discussed the inverted yield curve as much as we have in the last two months not at all nope <laughs> yeah it, it's and you've got to look at it um, in terms of detail they're they're quoting the inverted yield curve on on a much more narrow basis than what you normally see you, a typical yield curve is you know the long-term bond versus short-term bond and when you see um, media outlets quoting it on on two more intermediate terms, five and two, that that doesn't really equate to the typical yield curve that that maybe predicts or no. And and the predictor, the reason it's getting so much attention is it is a classic predictor of potential recessions to come um, when the longer term bond is paying less than than the short. But that said. This doesn't mean it happens overnight. That could be two to three years out. So the focus right now, we're, um, you know, we had those, those headwinds earlier in the year, some of which are gone, uh, midterm elections, out, interest rates, still a focus, but the Fed's been pretty clear that, that we're going to see slowing uh, tightening on, on rates. So it's kind of one-two punch right now, it, or I'm sorry, three things, slow growth going into 2019, um, certainly tariffs, and then uh, you know an investigation of a sitting president doesn't help. So that that's creating some headline work too. But all in all, with the economy as strong as it is, what we really want to uh, leave you with today is when you hear slow growth, it doesn't mean recession. No, in slow growth, you still hear growth in there. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's still positive, but it's just slowing down. And when you have a year like 2018 uh, with, with economic data points that we've seen, it's going to be hard to increase that growth in terms of, um, you know, first quarter of 2019 versus first quarter of 2018 because of the tremendous growth that, the growth that we've seen. Right. So, it, you know, it's pretty obvious that, yeah, growth is going to slow down. Yeah. So we're going to bring Judy back in because uh, we have the unique perspective of, of someone in our office that has uh, a ton of experience in this industry, but also uh, is a client. So with someone that is staring down retirement over the next 15 to 20 years, <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Judy just signed a new contract with us at Katahdin, uh, assuring her <laughs> that she's with us for another at least 10 to 15 it's a lot of hair dye. <laughs> um, so question to you um, on, a, on a serious note is, you know, as you are getting closer to retirement um, and you've saved these dollars over decades, you know, we get into CHOP like we're seeing right now or, or just a corrective phase. Um, you know, how, how are you reacting? What I try to do is just, I, I don't, this, it's, I'm looking at it every day, but I don't pay attention to the daily um, shifts in the value because I know that you know you're not going to take a loss unless you sell something or you're not going to take a gain unless you sell something and and so um, 
just knowing that you're in it for the long haul and you're not going to be making some ab abrupt changes um, and then, you know, uh, positioning the accounts to prepare for what we're experiencing right now, which is what we've been doing. Um, so I'm not, I'm not panicked. Yeah, you bring up you bring up an awesome point because talking to clients during times of volatility, um, I definitely remind them that two ways, two major missteps. Right, one, you liquidate out of fear. There are definitely times to liquidate, but it should be on your terms. The other is taking too much risk. And so where we want to monitor what, um, you know, type of cash flow expenses folks have, you know, it's, it's our role to monitor the risk of the portfolio and, and not overexpose people to, um, to fluctuations of the S&P. No one is in a, a model portfolio with us. They're all custom. And when we talk about the market, I think folks have to realize that the portfolio is not the market. Um, our average exposure right now to stocks is, I don't know, anywhere between 40 to 65 percent, maybe a little bit higher with, with some of the clients that are, that are younger. But um, we have bonds, we have cash, we have alternative investments that help us buffer against the volatility that we're seeing. Yeah, and I think really as a retired individual that, that's relying on your portfolio for living expenses um, and you're relying on that cash flow, your, your you know, day-to-day -day decisions on whether or not you, you can spend money is not tied to the movement of, of the market. And we see that often with questions coming in. Um, is it a good time to, to make a purchase? Well, you, you're relying on the income, the consistent income that your portfolio is generating regardless of, of the move, the movement in the market. So yeah, you know, don't take, don't look at the day-to-day -day movement in the markets and use that as, you know, can I buy this or that? You know, you right. gotta rely on your, your cash flow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why we spend so much time trying to figure out for each client what cash flow needs they have and then build in a buffer. And so for over 20 years of having clients in retirement and going through 2001 and 2, 2008 and 9, 2011, all of these movements and cycles of the market, we're not going to have someone call in and um, our response is, oh, I'm sorry, it's a bad time to take that monthly distribution. We've already factored that in. Just like when the market is on a, a, uh, a rally, in a rally mode, we're, we're not responding with, oh, you know what, you should take down 10% of your portfolio. So we want to monitor that, um, but in terms of the volatility, and we're sensitive to it because it certainly is real, um, you know, I am not feeling fear or anxiety with this. It's kind of the, the opposite. I feel more comfortable in environments of volatility because they create opportunity for us to enter in. So I need to fight off like getting too excited to buy into a chop when certainly we could see more downside pressure. So our response has been adding great names, typically in this environment because late stage recovery, dividend payers, um, higher quality, and um, you know companies that have been uh, very predictable in their uh, income production. Yeah, and and before we wrap this up, um, I want to go back to Jay's point just a second ago. Um, 
you see our tagline, enjoy the view. And, and enjoying the view you know, throughout your life shouldn't depend on, on the market movements, and that's, that's what our job is. Our job is to create a portfolio or a, a strategy and plan for, for investors to be able to rely on, on, on that strategy to be able to live their lives enjoying um, the view and not you know, making those decisions based off the market. Um, the, the one piece that um, I, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, I just want to also pop this in, and, and this is not a pullback on valuations. You know, the Standard Poor's 500 has, in the last decade, been trading at around 20 times earnings. There are amazing companies with balance sheets that are very strong and dividends that are 2 3 4 5% that are trading at about half of that valuation right now. So it kind of goes back to making sure when we are adding uh, a name to the portfolio or an allocation shift that we're doing it in a measured way, not all at once, but there are companies out there um, right now that uh, we're getting pretty excited to um, create a little more exposure to. Yeah, that's great. You're, you're going to hear more from us um, in, in times of, of increased volatility compared to uh, you know, the smoother times on this podcast, but um, you know, we're going to get the Disruptive Innovation podcast out here shortly. For sure, uh, because I want to talk about autonomous cars. Yeah, Jay's excited to talk about that. So we'll chat about that, get that out to you. Um, we always appreciate feedback, comments, requests uh, on the podcast um, to give us more topics and, and um, content to discuss. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. And, and as always, we hope you enjoy the view. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The economic forecasts set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. Thank you.